Hey friend, I'm super excited for today's episode because this is one of my favorite topics. I don't know about you, but when you go into the store and you go and do your food shopping, do you ever feel this sense of overwhelm and confusion? Because there's so much choice and there's so many different brands and products competing for your attention to get you to buy them. There's low fat products, there's high protein products, there's products that are sold to be healthier than other products. It can be so confusing. And I really hope that by the end of today's episode, you are going to go away with a better understanding of what is going on when you are walking down the aisles and making choices of which products to buy, which are going to be the best things for you and your family. So we're going to be digging into this idea and debunking some of these myths about low fat foods, whether or not they're actually healthier for you, so that you are more informed you can make better choices for your family and for yourself. Hey friend, welcome to the Fit Productive Mom podcast. I'm your host SJ. I'm an outspoken women's health advocate, productivity guru, daughter of the king and a 40-something mum to a sassy independent daughter. If you feel stressed out, overwhelmed and hate what you see in the mirror, then that stops right here. I'm here to arm you with the knowledge you need to better understand your mind and body so that you can live a life free of diets, fitness fads and comparison. If you're ready to commit to making yourself a priority, to reconnect with your body and be a present productive parent, then this is the podcast for you grab that superfood smoothie and let's dig in. Hey friend. Okay, what do you think? Do you love the new intro? Like to mix things up a little bit. We're going into a new year, new start. If you are new here as well, you are so welcome to our community. So today's episode, we're really digging into the ingredients of the food, just debunking some of these myths around what are healthy products, what aren't. You're going to need a pen and paper. We're going to get started by thinking about five things that you need to be looking for when you are making a choice around a product and whether or not you think that it is a healthier option. Because there is so much time and energy and effort that goes into marketing these products. Um, Particularly when it comes to like the low fat healthy options, the money that companies spent on the research on the marketing, on the packaging, everything that gets that product into the store is just crazy. So they're gonna use every single trick in the book to try and get you to purchase that product. And I want you to be a little bit more savvy than they are. I want you to walk down those aisles in your store when you go and do your shopping with your eyes wide open, knowing what you're looking for, knowing whether or not that this product is the right product for you. And I think the best way to go about doing that is to look for five different things. And I'm gonna go through these five things with you and I'm gonna give you some examples at the end, down the yogurt aisle, because the yogurt aisle is like my biggest frustration. (laughs) And I'll dig into that in a little bit more. So make sure you've got a pen because you might want to be jotting some notes down as we go through this. So the first thing you need to be looking for 
if you are on a health and fitness journey, if you're on a weight loss journey, you wanna be looking at the products that you buy in terms of their calories. Because when it comes to weight loss, it really is a simple equation. And I know people say this all the time, but it really is. It's about calories in and calories out. So that's why you need to be looking for calories. And ultimately, if you are consuming too many calories, you're gonna put on weight. And if you are how if you are in a calorie deficit, then you're gonna lose weight. So you want to be looking at the calorific value of a product, and that's normally in like a hundred grams, because most things will break things down into a hundred grams, or they'll also have it in the um like per portion like pack, if you like, the number of calories. Like if you've if you have got yogurts and they're individual yogurts, it will tell you how many calories are in each pot. But it's always a good idea to have a look at how much is in per 100 grams because then it's really easy to work out like the percentages when it comes to the other ingredients that I'm going to be talking about in a minute. So have a look at the calories because however many calories there are in a product, you've got to make the decision yourself of is that worth eating? And I'm not suggesting that we sit here and count every single calorie, because I'm not at all. But it's important to remember that when we're looking at these products that have been processed and marketed, they're very, very clever at encouraging us to buy things that aren't necessarily that are marketed to be healthy, but aren't necessarily healthy. And if you think about it, when you're in your store, like the apples and oranges aren't like, you know, covered in brightly covered, light colored labels, because we know they're healthy. You know, your your chicken fillets that you're buying aren't screaming at you, hey, I'm, I'm high in protein, because they don't need to, because we know they're high in protein. So it's so much effort when it comes to marketing. So first of all, looking at calories. Number two is to look at fat. And in particular, you want to be looking at saturated fat. Now, you've probably heard the two terms of saturated and unsaturated fat. The key difference between the two is that at room temperature, unsaturated fat is liquid. So thinking um, like your olive oil, and your saturated fats are solids at room temperature. So we're thinking like butters, lard, that kind of thing. And really the, the main difference of that is the molecular structure, how the uh, molecules are bonded together. And there is a lot of research out there that proves that if you have a diet that is higher in saturated fat, you're more at risk of things like heart disease and stroke. So having unsaturated fat in your diet is better. So that's what you wanna be looking looking out for when it comes to fat is that saturated fat percentage per 100 grams. And also really remember my friend that fat isn't bad. You need fat in your body. Like you need it for certain vitamins to be absorbed into your cells. Fat is important. It's it's important to our skin. It's important to our joints, to our mobility, that sort of thing. So let's not label fat as bad. It is good for us. And like so many things, it's about moderation. And when it comes to our body retaining fat, that comes down to us eating too many calories and it doesn't matter where you consume those calories from if you're eating too many calories your body's going to store it as fat okay number three 
you want to be looking at the sugar content. On your food label, you'll likely see a line that says carbohydrates, and then underneath that, it will say of sugars. And that's the bit that you want to be looking out for is the the grams of sugars per 100 grams, because that will then give you an idea of the percentage of that product and whether or not that is sugar. And that percentage of of sugar is likely to come not necessarily from natural sugars. If you're buying a processed product, it's likely to be a sugar that has been added into that product. Because of course, if you were to do like a nutrition label for an orange or an apple, it's gonna have a high level of sugars in it. But we know that the benefits of those foods are the vitamins, the fiber, and everything that we get from it. So we don't need a nutrition label for our apples. Okay, the next thing, the fourth thing that I would be looking on my nutrition label are the actual ingredients in the product. Because (laughs) I tend to have a bit of a rule that if I can't describe if I can't pronounce, sorry, the ingredients, and I don't know what the ingredients are, if it's something that I'm going to be eating, I'm not going to eat it. Like, I want to know, like, let's go back to our chicken breast. If you buy a chicken breast, you know it's chicken. There aren't any other, like, added ingredients to it. But if you're buying a chicken nugget, you've got chicken, but then there's an awful lot of other ingredients that you're adding to it. So my attitude is buy food in the most natural form. If I can't pronounce the ingredients, it doesn't go into my trolley. So that's quite a good one. And the final thing that you might want to be considering as you're making food choices is the cost. Because obviously, you know, we all know, regardless of what country you're in, we are all having to be a bit more mindful about the way that we're spending money. And often foods that are marketed to us as being a healthier option or a low fat option are more expensive because they have been processed, they've been like tampered with, if you like, um, to change the ingredients, to change the content and the makeup of the food. And those foods are also likely to have more ingredients in them. So those are the five things that you should be mindful of as you are making food choices, looking at your labels. Now, one of my absolute bugbears, and I'm going to show you how this goes into play, is the yogurt aisle. It is my absolute, like, I don't think nemesis is the word, but in one of our stores, um, we have this um, supermarket here in, in England called Tesco. And some of the Tesco's are massive. And the aisles in Tesco's can be as long as people's houses. And some of those aisles are stacked full of like so many different variations of one type of product. And the yogurt aisle is the aisle that drives me absolutely insane. And if you think about it, when you walk down those aisles, like how many of those aisles are targeted particularly for example, at children, or you've got yogurt sections that are like, you know, labelled as healthy yogurts and luxury yogurts. And there really are so many different types. And it can feel hugely overwhelming knowing which one is the right one for you, which one's going to be the rest, right choice for your family, for your children. And I think this is a good example where we can dig into those five things 
to help you make a better decision and a better choice. Now, one of my biggest bugbear is the marketing that companies do towards children. And you probably know this, if you're a mum, you've got young kids, you walk down the yoga aisle and there is a whole kids section of yogurt and it's brightly coloured, and it's got like characters on it from, you know, cartoons that they're watching on the TV. And I can't tell you the amount of times I've literally had like full-on meltdowns from Chloe, because she sees like Peppa Pig, and she wants that Peppa Pig yogurt, but I won't let her, her have it. And the reason I won't let her have it is is for this reason. And if you think about like other brands that you'll often find down those those kind of aisles, um, I'll use Petit Fulu as an example. So a small Petit Fulu yogurt that so many of us have, you know, given our kids when when they're young is about 45 grams. And of that 45 grams, if you have a look at, at the label, most of them have a sugar content of 5.6 grams. So that's over 10% of that yogurt is sugar. That's literally like giving your baby or your child a bag of sugar and going have a teaspoon of sugar. And we, we just wouldn't do that, would we? And particularly with those kind of yogurts, the sugar that is going into them is not natural sugars, it's added sugars. So that's quite important to remember. And that particular company as well have a yogurt that is now like 87 grams or something. And of that yogurt, 10 grams of that is sugar. So it's really important when we're buying these products for our children to be mindful of the ingredients, the sugar content in particular, because ultimately we don't want them bouncing off the wall because we've given them a yogurt that we think is healthy for them. And actually, in fact, it isn't. So check your labels on those kind of products. Okay, let's have a think about the other types of yogurt that you might come across in your store. And I've just picked some different brands and some different types. So one of the ones that is quite popular here is an organic company called Yeo Valley. And they have a strawberry yogurt that has comes in a bigger tub and it's got like bits of actual strawberry in it. Now, I would really advise that you try and avoid those kind of products because think about it like this. Have you ever, if you've ever made jam or marmalade, for example, when you're preserving fruit, the, the thing that preserves the fruit is the sugar. And it's the same for these yogurts. If they have got like lumps of fruit in them, then they're probably gonna have a higher level of sugar because they or preservatives because they need to preserve the fruit that is sitting in that product. So the Yeo Valley per 100 grams had 98 calories. It had 2.8 grams of saturated fat and it had 10.7 grams of sugar. So that means that product is 10% sugar, which is just like crazy when you think about it. Then I looked down the aisle and found the own brand. So this, the supermarket own brand Greek yogurt. And you'll probably find to find the own brand products, you're gonna have to look down because they're not gonna be like in your direct line of sight. And this is a really important trick. Like if you want to make a better choice, look up and look down because you're gonna find different products that are different, that are not like, high high brand known brand expensive products they're going to be the own brand products and the own brand greek yogurt had 105 calories per 100 grams so not too dissimilar 
it had 5.6 grams of saturated fat, so that was higher. But in terms of sugar, it was only four grams of sugar. Now, if we're thinking about the fact that you are on a weight loss journey, ultimately from that product, what you want to be looking at is that that has 105 grams of 105 calories, sorry, per 100 grams. And the other strawberry yogurt had less saturated fat, but the calories were very similar per 100 grams. So in terms of the actual sort of content of that product when it comes to calories, that product's going to have the same sort of impact on your body if you're on a weight loss journey. But if you want to be, if you want to be avoiding like a sugar spike in your diet and you want to like have a more level blood sugar, then the Greek yogurt is going to be far better for you because it has a higher protein level and it has a less, a lower sugar amount in it okay now I moved down the aisle and went into the like dairy-free plant-based products and I found a brand called Outpro which is quite a common well-known plant-based brand and their product their plain yogurt had 51 calories per 100 grams so half the calories of the previous two so that sounds good then I looked at the saturated fat, which was 0.4. So that's got a really low amount of saturated fat. So that's got a good, a good a green tick for that one. And it only had 2.1 grams of sugar. So looking at those three that we've looked at so far, the strawberry yogurt, the own brand Greek yogurt, and the Outpro plain yogurt, from a calorie health sugar perspective, that yogurt is going to be better for you because you can eat 100 grams of it but it's half the calories it's got a low sugar amount so it's going to keep your blood sugar stable it's got a reasonable amount of protein in it so that would actually be a good choice now if we think back to my list of five things it's got a tick for the calories it's got a tick for the saturated fat being low it's got low sugar so that gets a tick now my other question my, my fourth item on our checklist was the ingredients. So I would be looking at the ingredients on that product and thinking, do I know what they are? Can I say them? How do I feel about the ingredients? How do I feel about soya-based products? And those are questions that you can answer yourself. And then the other question that I would have is, what is the cost? How does that yogurt compare cost-wise to, for example, the own brand Greek yogurt and I would then make a decision based on how I feel about the cost of that versus the cost of the um the Alpro plain yogurt now if you're working to a budget which so many <laughs> so many of us are then actually you might find that and as I did I actually chose the Greek yogurt for the cost because I was happy with the ingredients I was happy with the calories, I was happy with the saturated fat and the sugars, and it was half the price of the Outpro plain yogurt. So all of these five things come into play when we're making a choice based on a product. Now, the last one that I thought I would dig into with you was a yogurt that was on offer. It had like bright yellow stickers all over it and it was desperately trying to catch our attention. And this was a brand called Light and Free. So it was a like a fat-free product. 
and it had a really low amount of calories on it, absolutely. So it was 48 grams per 100 grams, similar to the plant-based yogurt. It had no saturated fat in it, but it had 5.9 grams of sugar in per 100 grams. So that had quite a high amount of sugar compared to like the Alpro, the Alpro yogurt and also the, the Greek own brand yogurt as well. So if you were looking at it in terms of calories, you'd give it a tick. If you were looking at it in terms of the fact that it had no saturated fat, you'd give it a tick. But when you look at the sugars, it does have a really high amount of sugar in it. And obviously that is to replace the fat in the product so that it gives it taste because sugar and fat, our, our taste buds like them. So the fat's being replaced by sugar. And then, so for me, from my perspective, that would get across because I feel that the sugar content in that yogurt is too high. Then I would look at the ingredients and this was where this was definitely like 100% I was not going to buy this product because I could not pronounce hardly any of the ingredients on that product. I didn't recognize half of the words. I didn't know what, um, you know, so many of these items were. So I was just like, no, this is a definite no-no. Now, in terms of cost, this product was on offer. It was on a promotion. So it probably would have got a tick from me. But that being said, it was still more expensive than the own brand Greek yogurt. And I know you might be listening to the, this podcast and going, oh my god SJ like I don't have time to go down the aisle and read every single brand and I'm not suggesting that you do what I'm suggesting you do with this information from this podcast episode is you look at your list when you're writing your shopping list look at the items that you buy consistently they always are on your shopping list so it could be yogurt it could be cheese it could be biscuits it could be crisps you know any of these these things that you buy and you have a brand and you stick to it so what I what I challenge you to do is when you write your list is to choose one of these items that you buy on a regular basis and just really dig into it have a look at those five things look at the calories, look at the saturated fat, look at the sugars, look at the cost, look at the ingredients and just look at what is around that product that you're buying. If you're buying a branded product, I challenge you when you're in the in the store to look up and look down and look at what is around it. Look at your, your shop's own brand product is it the same in terms of like the ingredients? Is the calorie content similar? What's the difference in the cost? And try it, like just change maybe one a week and see if you can make a better choice that is gonna be better for you from a health perspective, but also is gonna be better for your pocket as well. And this is why I started with yogurt because it's a staple that so many of us put into our trolleys every week, but it's also something that is incredibly highly marketed. The costs can be crazy. The sugar content can be crazy. The ingredients can be crazy. And I think that would be a really, really good starting point. 
Okay, my friend, I'm going to wrap it up there because I know this can feel massively overwhelming. And if you do want to dig into this a little bit more with me, make sure that you are subscribed to my email list because I'm going to be doing a email at the end of this week all about this kind of approach and how to address the food, read your labels. I'm gonna send you some screenshots of some of the different labels of the products that I was talking about today so that you can try and put this into practice. The link to my email list is in the show notes and underneath that you will also find the link to my digital 90 day fitness planner. Now this is a really great resource if you are starting to dig into building a fitness journey, if you are looking to improve your meal planning, there are pages in that planner for you to keep track of your water intake, your sleep, You can do all your meal planning in it. It's got space for recipe ideas and also actual recipes. It's got so much in it. It's such a helpful tool if you are on a weight loss, health and fitness journey. The link to that is in the show notes. It's a digital download that you use for 90 days. You can print it out at home, use it for 90 days. And then when you finish with that one, you can just print it out again. So it's a tool that you have forever. So go and grab that. The link to that is in the show notes. Have an amazing day, my friend. Have an amazing week. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. I hope you loved today's episode and that you learned something and I pray it blessed you in some way. If so, take a moment to share this with a friend and I would love it if you could take just 30 seconds for me to leave a review on Apple Podcasts because it's the only way I know you like the show and I love hearing from you too. 